Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Heather Hommel. And I'm joined today by one of my most fascinating clients to date. We are going to get into so many fun details of her business and what she's created. So Megan Zeman from Aurora, Illinois, welcome to the podcast. How are you? And introduce yourself to us. Hey, Heather. It's good to see you. Like I said, I'm Megan Zeman from Aurora, Illinois. I own Turquoise Therapeutics, and it's the best MFR business ever. Mm -hmm. So Megan... Tell everybody, like, are you a physical therapist? Like, what's your background? What were you doing before you started your business? So I'm a physical therapist and athletic trainer. I used to manage a clinic for one of the big hospital systems out here. And I actually started listening to your podcast when I was a therapist out there. And I implemented a lot of the changes that you suggested, which was really awesome. Made leaving my job even easier Mm -hmm. because I got to practice some of those things. And just got to help people sooner rather than later. It was really fun. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad to hear that the podcast was helpful for you. I say this a lot, but I I record these episodes when I'm doing it by myself and I'm like, just talking to the air. (laughs) Do people listen to this or not? You know, so it's, I'm glad to hear that people do listen to it and they can implement just the information, like this free information that's just out here on the podcast and make changes in their lives and their businesses. So that's really important to me. I want to back up just a little ways, like in the story of you and coaching. So you're a coaching client of mine, but before you were a coaching client of mine, you came to raise your rate bootcamp when I did it live. Like, I feel like it was a year ago, around a year ago. Yeah. Do you remember getting coached on that call? Yes, because when I go to different seminars, I think when I went to three, that wasn't three last year, one of your other coaching clients came up to me and asked me about it. Oh, funny. Which I thought was pretty awesome. She's like, so how's the dick brain of yours? I'm like, great. (laughs) That's who I am. And I had another person come up to me later and say, hey, how's that badass rate of yours? So it's so funny when you say the words, people hear it differently and you're just supported at all the different seminars and you don't know who it's getting to. It's pretty neat. That's really cool. Yeah, I remember coaching you and we were, I think I had asked people to, put their rates, like what they wanted to charge in the chat box or raise their hand and tell me what they were. So people were saying their rates and like you came on and you were like, I can't remember if you said 200 or 250 and you're like, I'm just an asshole. This is what I'm going to charge. And I was like, it doesn't have anything to do. I was like, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Yeah. So was it 250? Yeah. I mean, I did your numbers. I did the homework and Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what you came up with. Yep. And that's what I do. I love it. Okay. If we still stay in the moment of like, for people that are listening that aren't familiar, maybe this is like the first episode you're landing on, like lucky you, you're in for a real treat. So stick with us. 
in Raise Your Rate Bootcamp, which is a part of my course that you get when you join my 12 months group coaching program, I have a very streamlined process for how to come up with the rate to charge. And it's different for everyone. That's why we were kind of going around like, you know, what are you going to do? What, what's your rate? And it literally is different for everyone because people have different circumstances. They want to make different amounts of money. They want to work different hours and see different amounts of patients. So you came up with your rate. It was $250 in a session. You've never owned your own business before, right? Nope. What did it take for you to go from zero business to starting your business? What was that process like? So I still worked two days a week at the hospital Mm -hmm. before opening my business. I had known for a long time that I wanted to own my own practice. I mean, probably that first seminar, John was like, you need to open your own practice, get out of these hospital systems. But I had $250,000 worth of student loans that was going to be forgiven at this 10-year plan. And so that had always been my plan. Now, since then, those have been forgiven. But if I back up a little bit, you had a podcast about, and I talked to other people about what if the loans didn't matter? What if you could make enough money right off the bat and you weren't locked into that? That thought had never occurred to me. Yeah. Had I thought about that earlier, I could have done this earlier. Mm. But you didn't have the thought, I can just make that money, right? No, no. No, so it was wild. Yeah. That gives me goosebumps knowing like just that, like opening your brain to that idea, like gave you, you know, some momentum to be like, oh yeah, I, this is for me. I don't have to wait. I don't have to be reliable on someone else to pay for something for me. Cause a lot of us get locked into that. It seems like a great idea and it is a great idea, but also how much does it slow us down or keep us from what's possible for us? Cause we're just doing what seems safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'd known that once those loans were going to be forgiven, that I was going to open my practice. So I needed to do something before then. Mm-hmm. And the something before then was to talking to all the other people that had already done it. And huh, you already had this program. You already <laughs> had all these people doing it. Yep. Sign me up for that. <laughs> You're yeah. like my ideal client. I love it. I love people who want to sign up for it and who are like ready to go. And I know you did a whole round of coaching back when I did like 12 week programs, you did a whole round of coaching with no intention of opening during that time, just to like get into the energy of like, what do I need to set up? Like, what are all the foundations that I need to have in place? So what was your experience like going through that with no intention of opening during that 12 weeks? Did you still feel like you got a lot out of it, even though you weren't actually in practice? Oh yeah. And I knew that that was going to kind of be my plan because that's kind of the person that I am. Like, okay, I'm going to take it all in, listen to everybody's stories. Okay, that's the next level problem. I practice a lot of the next level problems working for somebody else, Mm -hmm. titrating my nervous system, working for somebody else, Mm -hmm. which was awesome. Yeah. Can you give us like an example of one of the things that you did? Like I had a super long wait list. Yeah. I had months and months of people waiting for just an appointment and... Mm -hmm. It wasn't an emergency. It was fine. If you want to see the other clinicians, they've got an opening today. They've got an opening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And most of those people, they would come for one visit and be like, no, I'm not doing that again. Okay. They knew the difference between your treatment and yeah. other like and traditional fact, treatments. Yeah. Absolutely. Love yeah. it. So and waiting lists were never going to be a problem for you. Nope. And I'm taking my vacations mm-hmm. and here you go. This is what you're going to work on until I get back. Love it. And just like before, when I was referring out to other massage therapists in the area, I don't work nights at all. Mm -hmm. So I refer out to other providers. 
in the area, which is awesome because we're just building this whole network of treatment for MFR. Love it. Okay. So then you did another round of coaching. So that brought us like through the winter of last, Mm -hmm. like into this year. So what was that like? Like what was the workout, the buildup to, because did you open by the time we were done with that round or you were just opening? I was just opening. When did you open? April? February. February. I got the keys to my place two nights before my first appointment was scheduled. I remember that too. Like I was like, just start letting people schedule. It will force you to get ready. Right. And yeah. Cause I would have delayed it. Oh my gosh. If I didn't do yeah. coaching, I would probably still be working at my hospital job. Yeah. Well, you were like starting to like try to find reasons not to do it. Like, Oh, I, I don't have the perfect, maybe I should remodel before I open up. Maybe I should yes. do all these things. Oh, yeah. 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 And spinning out and decision-making hell. <laughs> and just yeah, letting the minutia, you know, kind of rule. Yeah. So you took about six months to set up your foundations, your policies, your online booking, rent a space, start to create clients in person. And you opened in February of 2023. What was that like opening up in February? Yeah, it was like the last day of February. It was wild. It was at a time that I didn't really want to do. It was four o'clock. I was like, oh, I don't want to do four o'clock, but I did it. And I didn't have a sign out front. Nobody knew where I was. I didn't have a website. I had nothing. Mm-hmm. I had the mismatched lights up front, like a chair from my parents' basement. Like all this. Just, <laughs> I didn't have a clock in the room. Uh, I ended up going way over. And he's like, yeah, this is great. And then I told him he didn't know what I charged. Mm-hmm. His wife signed him up. He's like, I'm here because my wife said to. He's like, oh, I came because, you know, nothing else has worked. And how much could it be? <laughs> I told him. He's like, oh, I'm like, yeah. Maybe he should take it serious, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, yeah, I think I'm going to do a package of eight. I'm like, okay, great. So my first night, I made 1800 bucks. $1,800 your first day in business. Yes, ma'am. First client. Amazing. Cause you like, you knew how to sell packages. Like these are the things you learned, like some of those micro skills you learned, like selling and being able to sell to your very first client. Like you didn't even have to really be bad to get good. Like you just started good. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. Well, and one of the other, I don't remember what it was. Oh, when I was looking for space, you helped me choose space mm-hmm. and you had called me a Prius. You're like, you don't need a Cadillac luxury place, your Prius. Yeah. For now, until you know that you can afford to be a Cadillac, right? Yes. But turns out I don't like to be the Prius and I want to speed things up. So that's what I got from coaching is let's get out of the Prius. It's fine to start there. It's not my favorite. Yeah, but it works. Right. And it's totally, there's some advantages for starting out in the Prius office type, right? Like you can know that you can afford your bills. And I think you really took the time to understand how long you could go without opening, how many hours you would need to work at the hospital in order to supplement like your coaching and all that stuff while you were gearing up to open. How far after opening did you quit your hospital job? A lot sooner, a lot sooner than I planned. I, I mean, you always encourage us to do the math, do the numbers. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, I'm losing money being at the hospital. Yeah. What was that realization like? My husband had been nagging me for quite a while. Mm -hmm. you know, that you need to leave. 
I was like, no, it's great. I, I loved my hospital job. I remember I couldn't even say the words when I came out of the coaching call that day. Yeah. Well, and also, okay. So let's talk about this for a minute. I think this is really important to point out. You were really high up in the hospital. Like you were a leader. You had a lot of, I guess we could call it clout, like leadership, just you were an important person at the hospital. And I think changing your identity from like all these people count on me and I'm so helpful here and I'm so valued here to, I'm going to leave that behind and do something on my own. That's like not guaranteed. Totally. It was like an identity shift. It totally was. I remember asking on coaching, I'm like, how do I go from, you know, being in demand, being able to help all these people to, Hey, I'm by myself. Who's going to listen to me now? You know? Yeah. How do you think you mustered up the courage to be in that power and to make those bold decisions and moves and leave the hospital? I just think it was listening to a lot of other people in coaching that had already done it before me Mm -hmm. and saying, yeah, they're doing this. I'm getting the results in the hospital. What could it be like on my own? Mm -hmm. And I think you had another, one of the other things that we talked about, like if you rated your life, what would it be? And you're like, yeah, I'm a seven. But what if it's only like a four? Mm. You don't know what's available. And the types of results that I'm getting here now, like I thought I was getting awesome results and we were getting awesome results at the hospital. But now that it's here and just me, it's a whole nother level. It's unreal. I love that. Do you have like an example of like what you thought was a 10 out of 10 result at the hospital that's now like a five out of 10 result in your clinic? Like, I mean, I had people unwinding in the gym and it was fine and we were getting through stuff and, you know, similar to a seminar, like the Mm -hmm. big heavy release is like, oh, this is life again. Mm -hmm. And now people like some of the referrals that I get, they're like, I'm not in my body and I want to be in my body. What? Mm. Yeah. Like they're like your ideal clients, like seeking you out. Yeah. It's super cool. One of my expert level skill sets is selling MFR. I honed this skill over a decade of working as an MFR therapist. I doubled down on this skill and became fully booked and then booked out for months and months and months at a time. But let's be honest, I kind of sucked at it before I ever figured out how to really sell MFR. I don't want it to take you as long as it took me to go from sucking at sales to awesome at it. Register for my training, How to Sell MFR to Anyone in Any Situation, right now. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash sell MFR. The results that your clients get from MFR largely depend on your willingness and your ability to make excellent recommendations to your clients, which just means your willingness to sell MFR. A lot of clients don't get the best help they need because you're too afraid to sell MFR to them. I'm going to say that again. A lot of clients don't get the best help they need because you're too afraid to sell MFR to them. I've seen this time and time again. You're scared the client might say no, so you don't say anything at all. So instead of selling MFR, you allow the client to come at the frequency and spacing they want, and they get subpar results. Subpar results are never our aim as MFR therapists. If you aren't really good at selling MFR on purpose, subpar results will be what happens. Who wants to limp when they can run? Join me on November 1st at noon central time zone. 
I'm going to teach you how to sell MFR to anyone in any situation. You will notice an increase in your rebook rate. You will notice how brave you are in the treatment room during sales conversations. You will stop leaving it up to clients. You will start to be in control of your business and your schedule. This starts and ends with your sales skills. Register today at www.themfrcoach.com backslash sell MFR. I'll see you November 1st at noon central. Links to everything are located in the show notes. Okay. So remind me how long after you opened your business the last day of February until you said goodbye to the hospital. I worked two days in March, two days a week in March for the month of March. Mm -hmm. And then April, I was full-time here. Okay. So you left in April. Yeah. The first day of business, you made $1,800. Yeah. What's been happening since April? What's going on? My numbers are unreal. Give it to us. We can handle it. (laughs) No, April was almost 10K. Okay. So 10K, you're what? Third month in business? So February, I worked two days. Okay. However you want to play that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then May was 12. June was almost 22. Wow. July, I went on vacation. So that was almost 19. I mean, I went on vacation in July and August and I Mm -hmm. scaled back in August because my kids are going back to school Mm -hmm. and that's 19 as well. Wow. So you add all that up. Is it like close to $86,000 for the year so far? So when I want to. Okay. So if we just take March through, we're recording this August 30th, 2023. So March, April, May, June, July, August, that's six months you've made $86,000. What is even happening right now? Shit if I know. <laughs> Did you make that much money at your hospital job? Like, are you used to making this amount of money? Like what's happening inside? Of no. You? So in June, I just wanted to see, I'm like, all right, let's see what I can comfortably work and be present at home and be present both places. So I kind of set. I was like, all right, let's set an impossible goal. All right. Well, I hit that. All right. Let's set it higher. <laughs> what was your impossible goal? Let's see, I was at, cause in May I was at 12. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hit 14 in June. In June. And I was like, well, if I hit 15, then I'm going to sign up for group coaching. I'm going to do the big one. <laughs> oh, shit. I want to be in the mastermind. I want to see what these other people are doing. Yeah. I like to have lots of, lots of smarter people in the room than me, lots of more experience than me. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be with those people. All right. Well, I should probably make some more money to do this. And I just had <laughs> a lot of people that wanted to get in. And I signed my kids up for, um, they want to do some science camp. So they were gone most of the day. I was like, well, I don't need to be home. I can be treating patients. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just kept increasing it. And I was like, all right, well, it's time to pull the trigger on group coaching because I crushed those numbers. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. That was my, that was my celebration. That month. Oh, so joining the mastermind was the celebration yeah. for having a $22,000 a month. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I was really yeah. excited when I saw your application go through and for people that are like, what's the mastermind? Like this round of the mastermind was all basically invite only. You had to have worked with me before. And so coming soon, I'll start to release the details of how to join the next round of the mastermind, but everybody hold tight. It's it's coming later. We got to get through the first round of it. Okay. So I'm super excited. We're going to have time to work in the mastermind. I just want to highlight for a second. Like I just, I don't want to gloss over the part where you've 
only worked six months in your business, brand new business, $86,000. How much will this impact your life? Like what's changed since making that kind of money? Like what's happening? I'm home a lot more. That was one of the other reasons why I wanted to leave my hospital job. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to work nights until 730. And I changed that a while ago after listening to coaching. I'm like, look, I can still pull my, pull all the numbers. My patients Mm -hmm. will come when I'm here. Mm -hmm. So I got to prove that for the hospital and actually help that whole clinic. And we just shifted hours up. None of my clinicians went and worked that late. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome that you're able to do that for them. Cause that sucks. Yeah. Why don't you share with us, like, what are your working hours and how many clients do you see a week? My first one used to be at eight o'clock. It's now at 8.15 because my kid's bus schedule changed. Uh Uh-huh. Changed that this week. Yeah. Perfect. Love the ease and the unbotheredness with that. Yeah. And then I take my last one at two. Okay. So you're done like at three o'clock? Yep. I'm in the car by 3.15, out the door. Amazing. So let's just highlight this. Well, and how many clients do you see on average a day? I have a half an hour in between patients. So four to five, depending on what I want to do. Are you Monday through Friday or? I'm Monday through Friday, but I've started blocking my 1230, my two o'clock to work on business stuff. Okay. Or if it's a nice day, I'll take my kids to the park and we do stuff there. My daughter loves Canva. We do that together now. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Okay. So you're seeing like, around 20 clients a week. You put your kids on the bus. I'm sure you're there like when they get home. Yeah. That's huge. And $86,000. So I just want to point that out because a lot of people hear the idea of trying to create a six-figure mouthwash release business. And they all they think about is how much work they're going to have to do, how hard it's going to be. And I don't teach you how to have a hard business or how to like, not like your business even more. It's like, how do we make your business lighter, easier, more fun by making some of these decisions, changing, you know, what isn't working anymore or starting from scratch with things that will only work for you. Like, I think you're just such a good case study of how you can set up these foundations to work from day one and not struggle to sell MFR, not struggle to get fully booked, not struggle with your policies, not struggle with your hours. Like literally just open the doors to how you want your practice to run. And if you're a different case study and you've had your business for 20 years, it's just as easy to make new decisions when you know which decisions that need to be changed in order to create that outcome of having 20 or less clients a week, only working the hours that you want and making this kind of money. Yeah. There's other people that have done it already before. So like I had started a EMR system Mm-hmm. that seemed to have all the things that I needed. And then we kind of sifted through stuff and you're like, you don't want to take insurance. It's like, but I don't have to sell insurance. Well, <laughs> so there's some identity yeah. stuff there. And then just shifting to a whole EMR system because that one was a lot. And then, oh, so I can just do this now. And it was much more efficient. And you just, I got to make a new decision instead of beating up myself for how many hours I wasted on the really hard, fancy one because mm-hmm. it wasn't helpful. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes we think if it's fancy or if it costs more than it, it's going to be more helpful. And it's just not always, it's not always the truth. Sometimes yes, but not always. And so I think it's nice when you come into my program and I've tested the things that I offer for you guys to use. And I'm just like, these are the ones that I've personally used that if my brain can do it, anybody's brain can do it. 
and you can figure it out. And now there's enough people in the program that use both simple practice or massage book. There's literally someone ready, willing, and able to hold your hand and walk you through the things that I don't have the time to do anymore, like individually, the things I used to do back in like one-on-one coaching days. So do you use simple practice? Is that what you're using? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And you like it. I do. It's so easy. And I've got my automations down and billing Mm -hmm. down and super bills, all of that. Love it. Yeah. What is your self-concept now around selling insurance versus not using insurance? So I still encourage my people to call their insurance and use their out-of-network benefits. Mm -hmm. Most people have insurance that then they just choose to come. Mm -hmm. And my super bills go out on the 10th each month. They know that they're coming. A lot of people don't even submit for it. Until I'm like, guys, we're on our third round. We're on our mm-hmm. fourth round. You know how many thousands of dollars you're spending? Sit down. And sometimes I'm considering sending out an email and just having like everyone, not everyone, having people come in and just be like, could you just submit your self-claims? That you're wasting money. Why do you think you're worried about it? Like, why do you even think about it? Because they're not actually wasting money because they're getting results, right? To me, it's a wasted opportunity not to submit that. Like a wasted benefit. Yeah. I'm like, you could reinvest this into this. Yeah. You know what you could do is you could, this is like fun. You could have like a special webinar that you host or a special live training that you host on how to make the best usage of your out-of-network benefit and take that money and reinvest it in more care. Like how to take your out-of-network benefit that you're already using here so that you can have even more money to reinvest back into your healthcare. That might be something really great that you could put on for your clients and you could record it. And then it could be like an extra resource that lives on your website that they could watch. Mm -hmm. And then it helps them get the benefit of using their benefits. And then it helps them get more results and it helps you because then they spend more money with you too. Yeah. To me, it's just, it's available. You might as well use it. You're spending the money. You might as well have a bigger pot to pull from to keep getting the results that you want. Yeah. Just create a workshop. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's on my list of do I either host event or do I figure out how to record it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the things that you can work on in the mastermind, right? Like the mastermind Uh is all about like coming up with a second offer, like a creative way for a secondary income vehicle or just some other way of doing something fun that you like with all the available time that you have now that you've created a business that runs itself, basically. Uh Yeah. You can work on that then. So you'll probably have already executed this by then. <laughs> See, I'm having a lot of fun, like going outside with my kids right now. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah you brought in somebody for um, one of the bonus coaching. Talk about do the bare minimum to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Like what you feel like you're doing. <laughs> it's wild to say. And I'm like, I'm making a shit ton of money, helping a lot of people but I'm totally present at home. I'm totally present here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done two social media posts and I was like, Oh, I told you that once I did (laughs) that, that. I'm like, it's going to blow up. And I did. And I had three people come in off that one headache post. And I was like, Oh, I don't have any room. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you have to stop educating your clients that are seeing Mm -hmm. that. Right. So it's like, it's optional, but like social media always is optional. I think It's like your thought, like if I post one time, it's going to blow up. And like, then you have the result that it does. I love that so much. That doesn't always happen for everybody else, right? Some people have to post a hundred times before someone sees their, their information. So I think you can look at social media in a way where it's like, okay, 
I post, I get a lot of clients. That's not a problem. You can post also with the intention of just strictly educating clients and know that whether or not you have room for them on your schedule is irrelevant. It's Mm -hmm. still helping them. It's like my podcast help people, right? Whether my intention is to sell something to them or just educate. Yeah. Either way, it's just helpful. And it just keeps on going. Just like those posts will keep on going, keep on educating. And the more people that see them want to opt into myofascial release, like that's what we want. We want to not keep myofascial release a secret from our clients, from our communities. We want people to know, like it should be the first thing that they opt into as long as they're not bleeding out. (laughs) If you're not actively bleeding out, like please come in and get some myofascial release. (laughs) So I mean, I just think maybe if you just shift your thoughts about social media, like just one degree, I think because you are so good at communicating what is available for people, it's only going to help your community to start normalizing mouthwash release. And the more people see it, they're just gonna be like, oh yeah, did you have you gone to Megan? Yeah. No, true. Yeah. Let's talk about what it's like having all this free time and being so engaged with your children because you want to be. What is that like? I mean, we know where the skate parks are now. We just went to, my family goes on vacation to North Carolina each year. Mm -hmm. And because of the business, my youngest and I flew out there. We didn't do the long drive. Mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. My body does better when I fly versus Mm -hmm. driving. Yeah. And isn't it fun to be able to just make that choice? Like, I don't want to drive. It's not going to make me feel good. So I'm going to fly. And I don't have to feel bad about it. I can totally afford it. It is like not a problem. And it makes everybody happy when mom's happy. (laughs) Yes. And my husband likes to drive. So he and my oldest drive and they go out to fancy dinner and they have a great time. They stay at a nice hotel and okay. Yeah. And you just meet them there. They're happy. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Okay. What do you see? Like, what are you projecting for the next six months of your business? What do you have planned going to any seminars? Uh, Well, I think Leslie just posted in the group about anybody going to Norfolk. And Mm -hmm. I was like, huh, maybe I'll do that. (laughs) I love it. You're like, I guess I will. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. So I was actually punching in different flights for different seminars. I've got Mm -hmm. subtle energy and free coming up in Mm -hmm. October. And then I think the Nashville series is coming up. I like seminars. I go to a lot of seminars. That was kind of in the built into my numbers. Mm -hmm. Which I love. It's so nice to be able to go to seminars and pay for them and not like just acquire debt. Mm -hmm. Be like, all right, that's paid for. Cool. Fun. So you'll go to seminars, you'll fly more places. Do you Mm -hmm. feel like, will there be any difference in like the celebration around holidays than there would have been like a year ago without you making this kind of money? Like, will you notice a change in that? Probably. I mean, I'm sure we'll fly out. My in-laws live in Colorado, so we'll fly out there more. And I've just, after this last trip to North Carolina, we like to go in the ocean a lot. And I've decided that I will be getting MFR before and after vacations now because it's fun to run on the beach. It's fun to kind of get beat up in the waves a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just making that a thing. Yeah. We're also looking at buying a new house. That's the new plan. Amazing. Hey, therapist, get ready to join the MFR Coaches 12-month business foundation program. Doors open November 1st through 15th. This is your last chance to join in 2023. 
When you join us in November, you get the option to use our payment plan at no additional cost to you. And I'll even send you my awesome workbook. Visit www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching for more information on the program and to get ready to join. Don't forget terms and conditions apply. See the show notes for more details. Okay. How far out are you booked right now? I'm booked two, two and a half, three weeks out. Okay. And do you usually sell packages? Do you like, do most clients buy packages? Do you have many one-off sessions? I've had a handful. Most of them, like on the intake form, it'll say, how many are you willing to try? And some will say one or two, but most of them do on that second visit. I'll let them apply that to their package. Most Hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. I had some college kids that did four visits instead of, you know, the eight, which was fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had another one shipping out to the military and she was afraid she wasn't going to be able to get through boot camp. So mm-hmm. I had her in. That's amazing. That's so fun. I kind of love how the majority of your clients though are coming in on your package and they're getting better results because they're staying longer. And then also having that really good question on your intake form about like how many are you willing to try or how many, how many are you thinking this is going to take gives you that information to have that conversation with your client about how long it's actually going to take for them to see the results that they want. Like, yeah, I mean, you can get anyone better enough to go do the thing, but why hobble when you can run, right? Yeah. You can get those results. Let's be offering those to our clients. So I really appreciate that you are having these conversations with your clients and getting them deeper results from offering right from the beginning, like this is how long you're going to be in treatment with me. And it's going to be multiple packages, however you do your mm-hmm. conversations with them. And do you feel like super confident in like, you can treat anyone that walks into the room? Yeah. That's fun. I also, I wanted to point out too, like, I think it's so cool that you were very confident in your skill level in the hospital, but like even more confident in the results that you get your clients now. Yes. That's huge. Did you expect to feel that way? No, I think that was a surprise. Mm -hmm. I think having all the information that I would be able to pull from a patient chart in the hospital system, I didn't look at a lot of it, but sometimes with the dizziness and the neural stuff, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to see what your imaging shows. A lot of people don't have a clue. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, right? Doesn't. No. Uh -uh. Which I appreciate the ability to separate like all of that background information from like the patient that's presenting to you, like right where they are, especially as someone like you witnessed me have like that, whatever happened to me back in January, where I just like had some sort of brain event, got super vertigo-y, lost my vision. Like it was a real thing. And even, you know, I have no MFR therapists around me. I have to drive really far away. You guys, (laughs) I'm the MFR therapist. (laughs) And just to struggle with traditional therapy and the way they look at you and how instead of just getting their hands on you, they just want to talk about all the things that it could be. And yet they only touch where your symptoms are never look at your pelvis. Even when you're like, I'm pretty sure my pelvis is off. They don't even have a, you know, in a lot of cases, like the ability to help you fully how you need it. So I just appreciate, like, I'm just thinking about all these people that could suffer from the same thing I had, and they are lucky enough to find you or another MFR therapist, and they're getting the care that actually gets them better. Yeah. It's so frustrating, like knowing what you need and not being able to get it. Like, you know, I do get MFR quite frequently, but you know, I would love to have it every week. 
<laughs> and especially by someone that's going to look at me in that way and not be like neurologically, what do you have going on versus like, what can we do with your body that's going to affect whatever you have going on neurologically? Like it's only going to improve that. So it's really important and it's really missing. Yeah. Well, I thought of you the other day. I had a lady call me. She's so dizzy. Mm-hmm. And I called her at the end of my day and she was sitting in another hospital system. And she's like, I just finished my therapy. I haven't stopped barfing. And you could just hear the emotion in her voice and how scared she was. I'm like, if yeah. you're someplace safe right now, just cry. Just yeah. Let yeah. all that do, let all that up. And she was, she was scheduled for 16 visits with them three times a week and just horrible. So I talked to her and just knowing that she was already scheduled there Mm -hmm. and she called and she said, I don't care what it costs. I'm going to come in and see you. And I saw her the next day and I was like, you are a mess. I don't know what they did to you, Mm -hmm. but so we, you know, treated her, teased it out. And I just, you know, gave her permission. I was like, if you need to bark, just bark. I've got your head. It's totally fine. People bark with this all the time. Mm -hmm. She's like, was ready. I gave her the bucket. And she's like, oh, I don't need to. And I'm not scared anymore. I'm like, yeah, just give yourself permission. It's a cake bar. Totally mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I'm not going to stop treating you. No, I saw her for four visits and she's back on the farm. She's going on a cruise, diving, doing somersaults, doing all sorts of stuff off Wow, the edge of the boat. Yeah. That is like, that makes me want to cry because for someone who never had vertigo and then got vertigo, the experience of that and the fear of it coming back, like I it's something I constantly struggle with now. And I just need to like come and see you for a week probably. Um, but it's so scary not knowing when it will come back, if it will come back, if any like little bit of like dizziness from like standing up too fast or whatever, when you're dehydrated, is it back? I went on a yacht, it was triggered, you know? So that's really, really cool. That kind of stuff, it can be so devastating sure. and it can just knock you on your ass. And if you don't get the right care, you might not get better. It's awful. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen those cases. It's mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. I remember you could see through the zoom screen, what was going on with me. I was like, do my eyes look crazy right now? Yeah, <laughs> you need to do something. Have to do this and do that. Yeah. Like, Step one. Ah, get yeah. this ruled out. Step two. <laughs> get a pillow right now. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, everybody no moving on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just stare at this. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, 20 God, seconds, it will like... get better. You'll be fine. Yes. Oh my gosh. Me and my real life problems. What is even happening? All right. Well, is there anything else? Like, do you want to share anything like any big takeaways, anything we didn't cover? What else do you want to say before we wrap this up? I didn't know what was possible with my own practice and it's more people should do this because we'd have more results for all of the people much faster than staying stuck in a shitty job or even a great job. I loved my job. Yeah. Nothing was wrong with it. Right? No, no. I mean, my boss let me do what I wanted to for my staff, for my patients. Mm -hmm. And I didn't ask. I just did a lot of things and told him after the fact, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's all available. It's out there. Yeah. I think that's important to say too. It's like, For anyone that's listening to this, that's like, I love my job. Like I would never leave. Like the benefits are so amazing and the people are amazing and I have so much freedom. You might just not know what freedom actually means. And like for Megan, it means being home when our kids leave and when they come back and 
having the money to fly places where she doesn't want to drive and working 20 hours a week. That's real freedom. And the added bonus of making a lot of money creates other kinds of freedom. Yeah. I'm just looking at Megan's face. She's just smiling away. (laughs) It's awesome. It's the best. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Ooh, I think you should speak to that for a second. Like, because you might be a perfectionist, would you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I used so, bare minimum to get the A. Totally. That was, that's been my. Mm-hmm. Like things came easy to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what advice do you have for other people who struggle to want to do things perfectly that struggle to like want the best? What have you learned from like not needing it to be the best and like letting it be a little bit messy and still doing it? I think if you're showing up for your patient, that's the part that matters. Mm-hmm. The other shit is just details. I mean, I literally just hung pictures last night. I still don't have a big sign out front. Yeah. Fine. It's all fine. It's all fine. People find you just fine, right? They do. $86,000 worth of clients have found you with no sign. It's pretty badass. Yes. <laughs> totally fine. I love this so much. It's so fun to see the speed at which people are creating their practices and now it's not just one person that did this in their very first year as a practitioner, like it's multiple people doing it their very first year of business. I freaking love it. Like, I don't know. It's just something so special about it. And it's not even like hitting six figures necessarily. It's the part where you all are helping so many people get such deep results, not overworking and not under earning. And you've set yourself up to never burn out. Yeah. Like when you leave this job, it will just be because you're done, you know, however mm-hmm. many years down the road, not because you're burnt out. I'm a better person when I'm treating. Mm-hmm. I can do this pace easily, happily, the way that it should be, the mm-hmm. way that it could be. Yeah. Can be like this for everybody. Yeah. Totally. I don't think it necessarily matters where you live either. Yeah. You live in like a bigger city, but people are doing this in small towns too. Mm-hmm. My husband and I had that conversation last night. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had my business. Like I live in a one stop light town. I put my business in Wisconsin. I just, I had a lot of people coming from there anyway. And I like, one of my dreams is like to be in this space over there, whatever. So I opened up over there, but I still had people coming from like three hours away. Yeah. So it really didn't matter where my business was. Like the draw was the results. I have one lady that's flying her mother in to see me because there's no one close to her. I'm like, look on the directory. She's like, the closest one is two hours away. I'm like, okay, why don't you come to visit you next? That's amazing. Oh, I never thought about her coming to see you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine. I know. I'm going to fly in and see you sometimes. You I'm going to make an appointment. I'm going to put that on my list to do like for next, for in 2024. Don't wait that long. And... I know. So the only reason I'm waiting that long is because (laughs) I'm literally going to, I'm like traveling every weekend in September, October, and like November and several weekends in December. (laughs) I'm going to so many MFR seminars. Yeah. Good. (laughs) And I'm doing some personal travel too. I'm like one of my best friends and I are going to Boston for a week. So we're going to go to Salem and go on a witch hunt and we're going to Boston. We're going to, you know, go over to the Cape. Have some lobster. There you go. Yeah. Nice. We're having going fun. out to play. Good. That's right. Going out to play and then playing at a lot of seminars. So it'll be, it'll be really fun. 
Nice. Well, I thank you for your courage to join the podcast and come on here and tell your story. I always think it's a little surreal when you start out as a podcast listener and then you end up on the podcast. It's like a little bit weird. I've done that for like some of my mentors, some of my coaches. Like I was just on my coach's podcast and I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> there I am, mm-hmm. you know, even with my own podcast. Oh, weird. But I appreciate it. And it helps other people to create safety so that they can join coaching and that they can get the results that they want. Would you encourage people to join the 12 month program? Like what's your, I guess I didn't ask you your hot take on the difference or like what you think about the new 12 month program. Cause you're in that too. Yeah. You had a podcast about the different types of speed. People do things. Some people are really slow and it doesn't work out and others kind of dilly dally and then others just take off and it just happens fast. And before coaching, I was kind of like, oh, it's fine. It'll happen when it happens. It's not going to work out, but that's just life. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of, you'd suggested that our thoughts create reality. We can borrow other people's thoughts. So some of the MFR therapists that I think hang out with, she's like, yeah, she just always works out for me. I just try stuff and it works out. I was like, I'm going to try that. All right. And so when I was negotiating my lease with my landlord, like she just works out for me. What's in the best interest of the universe? to happen. And it was for me to get a lower rate and to get the space that I wanted. And I just kind of adopted that. I love that. Things work out. It can be easy. It can be fun. And it's pretty awesome. That just wasn't available before coaching. And it's awesome. I love that. Yeah. It just works out for you. Like that's weird to say. Yeah. But it probably feels pretty true now. Like maybe it felt weird in the beginning, but now it probably feels pretty true. Sometimes I'm still borrowing that thought when I need to. And other times I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah shit totally works out because it's in the best interest of the universe for more people to get MFR. Like that's just true. (laughs) Yeah. I love that so much. And I liked the pressure, if you will, of the, the 90 days, like, okay, I can do this really quickly. I can absorb all this. Okay. It's only 90 days and I can run this speed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I'm not ready to be done. I need more. Okay. Let's (laughs) do this again. Uh uh Okay, cool. I got that. There's more. And now I'm like, oh, hang on. I don't have to run that pace. I can breathe a little bit. Yeah. I can put my podcast in. I can listen and go. And just knowing that all the resources in there and are available and going through the program, I really like the way that the program is organized now. Mm -hmm. When I first started, I was consuming it before we even started, which was really helpful Mm -hmm. and then kind of jumped in. And now it's okay. Here's, oh yeah, here's the organization that I needed. Yeah. And then I like that it's only once a week now. Now that I'm interested, <laughs> I was like, I would have made time for the twice a week and the running over. I'm like, okay, now when I set up my schedule, I actually set, I have an 11 o'clock because mm-hmm. calls used to be at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, shit, I designed my schedule to have coaching on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11. And I've changed it to 10, Heather, and I'm booked out. <laughs> and you were still able to change it? Oh yeah, I changed. It's totally fine. I love it. See, I like that you mentioned that too, because some people will not join because they have a regular client and they don't want to feel whatever they're going to feel by asking the client to change their time or whatever, which is just, you know, I've changed times. Obviously you can do it. Like you're in charge of your schedule. So you can just change it. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass, but it's a small pain in the ass for a bigger result. For bigger results. And that's one of the things that I practiced at the hospital say, no, no, I'm going to take my lunch and I'm going to say, no, I'm going to leave on time. Yeah. It's okay. And practicing that, it gets easier. 
Yes. And I've had to learn over time, like just in this coaching container of like ending calls on time. It was a lot easier when it was like a small group and like you guys had me twice a week and I really wanted to coach everybody because it was such an intimate container. I mean, like we would be on the calls for like two hours twice a week. That was a lot of coaching. And so like to get the discipline down to where it's like, it's one hour, we're done on time. I've had to do a lot of growing around that. That was very difficult for me. I bet. (laughs) Yeah. I bet. And I blocked my schedule Mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. And now it's, I think a little more reliable. It is an hour and yeah. I'm like, (laughs) okay, so now I will have, so I did now. Okay. Okay. She's done it consistently. We're off by 11. Yeah. Yeah. I could take an 11 o'clock. It'll be fine. And I want you guys to be able to trust that. Like you've invested the time off. Like this is what it is. Right. And yeah, yeah, like sometimes we'll go five minutes over or whatever to finish, like to close up coaching, but knowing that it's not going to drag on and like, we're going to get it done. I think is very, very helpful. And then we've also gone through the program, me and my team, and like really pulled out what are the things that people can do in 90 days that sets up the future of the rest of their business. And we created that 90 day foundational program inside the program and a way to track it and all these things. So it's just more organized. We've really like grown into what gets people the results and what do you really need to focus on? And then everything else is important too, but it's like, frosting. (laughs) So you can like take your time consuming the frosting, or maybe you only want a little bit of frosting today. And you really want those foundational, like meat and potato type information right off the get-go. Cause it is a lot of information. I'm just like looking at the workbook that I created to send out to all of y'all. Did you get your workbook by the way? Did it ever come? I got it. Okay. It's way better. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so organized and just like to the point. And we just got rid of stuff that didn't need to be there anymore. And we'll just keep improving the program as we go along. It's just nice to see where people are and what they need and to be able to add or delete content as needed. So yeah. And Meg tells us, you can reference this on page, whatever. I'm like, yes. I know. Table of contents. What? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Instead of just rifling through my folders, trying to find. Yeah. Yeah. And, but also like a good example of doing things messy to get it done and out into the world is better than like the finished product that we have now with coaching with the course and everything is completely different than what came out of me in October of 2021 when I did this the first time. But I just, I like look back and I'm like, I'm so proud of myself that I let myself just be like here, all of this content and all of this training is just like flowing out of me. I'm just going to get it out of me and teach it. Yeah. And then, you know, it was so much stuff. And now we just like go back, redefine it. Like I've taught Raise Your Rate Bootcamp three or four times. And it's this last version. That's the version that's going to stick for now with the workbook. And it's, it's even more simplified and I'm sure we'll simplify it again, but it's so fun to just look back at everything that was created because I let myself be in a creation mode instead of like a perfection mode. Yeah. And everybody still got what they needed, even without a table of contents. Right. But it's so nice to have the table of contents. It is <laughs> so nice to have 90 day foundation. Yeah. And to even keep repeating them. I'm like, I can't tell you how many times I've done this module. Huh, mm-hmm. I got something different. It's like repeating classes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. I'm glad it's like that. I think that's very important. And it's very much in line with you know, my fashion release therapists are just special people and we see the world very differently than a lot of people. And we consume things different than a lot of people. Yeah. And we're willing to learn things over and over again, because we're different when we learn it the second time. And I think 
that's one of those lessons that like repeating seminars has taught me in my life. Like it doesn't matter if something is you're doing it again, you are just literally different when you do it the second time. Even if you think you know it all, because I also suffer with that, you know? Yeah. Oh, so fun. Okay. Well, it's been fun for me to walk down memory lane of my program with you and to celebrate you. Like, congratulations, Megan. This it's so awesome. Like awesome isn't even like a big enough word to describe the results that you've created. So good job. Not everybody gets these results because some people quit. Some people like don't come back for coaching. They think they know it all after one round and they miss out on what's possible for them. So I'm just really proud of you for continuing to go. And I look forward to working with you in the mastermind and having your presence in the 12 month program is great for everyone that gets to be in there and get supported by you. So thank you for joining us. Where can people find you or book an appointment with you if they are looking to get in with you? On my website at www.turquoisetherapeutics.com. I am on Facebook, but there's limited presence there just at Turquoise Therapeutics. All right. Thanks again for joining me. And for everyone else, make sure you register for my training that's coming out November 1st called How to Sell MFR to Anyone in Any Situation. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash sell MFR so you can register and join me live. All of the details will be in the link in the show notes, also available in my bio on Instagram. And I'll see you guys next week on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My mission is to help every MFR therapist become a part of the movement where no MFR therapists ever under earn or burn out. Join my 12-month coaching program. You'll spend the first 90 days setting up your foundation to create your six-figure business. Then you'll go to work and uncover exactly what's holding you back from the business that you want and desire. Get support while you raise your rates, set your policies, and learn how to talk about MFR and how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Learn exactly how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've had your business for years. This program is open to all MFR therapists who want to create what is possible when you stop playing small and start showing up in your full power as the John Barnes trained MFR therapist you are. Put your magic to work in the world and help more people get out of pain and back to active lifestyles. I'll help you do it. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching and sign up right now.